Ah, the copperhead snake. It hisses before attacking. But that's not a copperhead. That's the Sullivan's RV freshwater tank overflowing into their black one, which is backing into their vent pipe, making for a very different kind of attack. One that arrives just in time for taco night. It's wild out there. When it gets too wild, Progressive has your RV covered. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Adios, old friend. Yeah, I've got no secrets and no regrets. Well, a lot of regrets, but the point is I've got nothing to hide. Kind of like the way Progressive shows you their competitors' rates. You gotta put it all out there, baby. Excuse me, miss. Does this heart belong to you? Would you like it anyway? Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparisons not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. What's good, y'all? It's your boy, Just Blaze, host of Above the Rim. Subscribe and tune in each week to hear me and a special guest discuss the latest in the NBA the way you want to hear it, with the topics that you want to hear. Keep it locked. I don't know if you can say F Brooklyn and then come into Brooklyn, so we're about to see what it's like. Talk about it! You are now tuned in to Above the Rim. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Above the Rim, episode 53, that is. Brought to you by your host, as always, Justin, a.k.a. Just Blaze. Joining me this week, breakdown as wild NBA playoffs first weekend. I'm sure y'all are familiar. Needs no introduction. My brother from the West Coast, Southern Cal, BTG, Baylor the Great. What's good, my brother? Ain't nothing but triple doubles over here, just <laughs> Nothing but feel, triple doubles? Like, yeah, man, I feel like, look, I'm at home, okay? Bro, when, I, according to sources, the, the the brothers, layman, hoopla, like, this is home. It's home. <laughs> yo, this and is home. It is, it sure is. And, um, yo, man, this playoffs has been wild, man. A wild first weekend. Well, it's very different. Anytime, anytime the quote-unquote king loses in the first game or the mm. first round, it's mm. going to shake up the planet a little bit. So, mm. you know. It definitely is. And it's spicy this weekend, man. It definitely is. So, family, of course, you can find Above the Rim on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play every Tuesday. Make sure you give Above the Rim that five-star rating on iTunes. Write me some reviews. And uh, I asked y'all last episode to write some reviews. I saw a few more, but I need some more. Head out there on iTunes. BTG, I know you wrote me a review. My brother, appreciate that. I need the people to go out there and write those reviews on iTunes and get above the rim popping even more. They got to stop being lazy. Stop being lazy. <laughs> like all the centers from OKC. They stop being lazy. They, maybe they can grab a rebound. For real. That's all they got to do, man. If I could grab 20 rebounds a night, I would too. You know what I mean? <laughs> Why not? Exactly. And to get in contact with me on the show, you can follow me on Twitter at JustBlaze underscore 513. That's J-U-S-B-L-A-Z-E underscore 513. IG is JustBlaze513. Follow the Above the Rim Facebook page as well. If you got any feedbacks to the feedback or comments to the show, pull up the line, leave your boy a voicemail, 908-718-1592. BTG, where can they find you on social media, my brother? Baylor the Great on all social media platforms, uh, Twitter, Instagram, I think Facebook, 
Uh, just hop up in that Twitter thread, get these hands. And uh, that's basically it, man. BTG for president. Open run with BTG. Go find that man. Please do. <laughs> um, Yeah, so family, jam-packed show for y'all this week. A lot of first-round rap matchups to unpack. And we're getting through all of them. So make sure you keep it locked every Tuesday for On Above the Rim for the playoff season. And it's spicy season. So I wanted to, <laughs> so I wanted to start off this episode a little bit differently differently with a new segment I wanted to bring about. The new segment I'm calling On the Lowest of Keys. And I wanted mm. to start off the show with that each week. And for my loyal listeners, if you got a topic or subject to submit for the Lowest of Keys segment that you may have missed, that I may have missed or you want to share, make sure you leave a voicemail, send an email, write me on IG or Twitter, and I'll get back to you. And the lowest of key segment is basically anything that I've noticed that's under the radar or maybe a hot take or a prediction or something that y'all didn't notice on the lowest of keys. So I'm going to start you off here first. On the lowest of keys, BTG, big triple Bs. Big Baller mm-hmm. Brand is on the rise. Ball control is still in effect, and they're on the verge of signing their first signature athlete, Jordan Crawford from the New Orleans Pelicans. And just because you didn't hear LeVar Ball as much lately on the sidelines, talking a lot on the media, doesn't mean he's not working on the sideline behind the scenes to get things done. Triple B's, as I said before, is expected to sign Crawford new merch including shoes this week for the NBA playoffs. And Crawford is going to become the first player other than Alonzo to be a signature athlete on Big Brawler brand. And right now I read um, in the news somewhere online that it's a norm- It's not particularly a normal endorsement deal for Crawford. He will have to sign a contract with Big Brawler brand down the line that would allow him to be under the brand. But now he has a, still has the freedom to purchase his own shoes and his own personal endeavors. But I got to give a big round of applause. Triple B's is I, on the move. I think that's dope for what you just said. Because remember, James Harden got in trouble for what yes. you know, Crawford will be eventually. He'll be able to do that. And I felt like my, my my boys in the chat was on. We was on different sides because they was like, well, if Adidas is offering you that bag, then, bro, you got to wear Adidas. But Triple B is like, look, just represent our brand, but you can still be you. Mm. You can still wear those Jays. You can still wear the 11s freedom. or the Classic 4s. You know what I'm saying? That's There you go, freedom. That's important, especially in the sinker community when everyone wants to have a freedom to wear what they want to wear on and off the court. I, right. I, I, feel like, I feel like if you are being endorsed by a sports brand, you know, I, I can understand if they want you to market their stuff on the court more than off the court, but, you know. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> they have a fair. Ar- they have a fair argument. I'm just saying, it's like you have them shackled. Like, yeah, we gave you this bag, yes. so bro, you this brand and this brand only for the next, you know, ten, twenty plus years are for life. I agree, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And also on the low keys, I'm gonna talk about the Knicks really quick. The Knicks finally have a list of head coaching candidates. You got Fizz, David Fizdale. You got Mark Jackson. You got Jerry Stackhouse. Man, wow! <laughs> you got hey, when they threw when they threw him in the mix. I said, <laughs> "All right, now we're ready to run." We got some action, right? <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Then you got David Black, and you got Mike Woodson. Interesting choices, to say the that, least. 
Very is. interesting choices. And on the lowest of keys, I'm going to tell you right now. The city won't forgive the Knicks if they mess this up again. I tell you right hey, now. Hey, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm from LA, born and raised. <laughs> if y'all mess that up, I'm gonna be mad. Oh my god, I'm gonna be so mad, BTG. So mad if they mess this up. Make the right damn choice. Personally, for me, I think Mark Jackson is the answer because I'm confident in can his ability. Can he get a job though? Can I think he get so. It? This one right here, I think he can get. I'm confident in his ability to handle the New York media. That's why he's hometown. He is, and he's homegrown. Knicks need some damn direction in all aspects. Hey, look, Fizdale, me and him went to the same high school, bro. I like Fizz. He from from the turf. But y'all got to start paying homage to the cats from y'all turf, man. (laughs) And he showed, but he, not only that, I don't really, it don't even, it don't even matter where where he's from. It's what he did. Yes. Okay. So give him that, man. Give him that. Give him that. <laughs> Fizdale going to bounce back regardless. Yeah, he is. Exactly. I want Mark Jackson, New York. Let's get it done. On the lowest, actually, that's on the highest of keys. But on the lowest of keys is that the Knicks fans will never forgive management if you mess this up. And by messing this up, I mean going higher in David Blatt. Oh, or yeah. I don't know Mike about that Woodson again. Oh, don't do man. it. Don't do it. Fresh blood. Uh, before we move on, any uh, thing you want to add to the lowest of keys? Well, in the lowest of keys, we just finished having a well. They just finished having a discussion on seventeen ESPN Radio. Marcellus Wiley. <clears throat> they were talking about the offseason, of course. That's a big story out here. Yes. Um, you know, we look. You're talking about Brian. You're talking about uh, talking about PG thirteen, and they were pointing out things that we pretty much were saying throughout the thread is like, how many years does Brian have left? Of course, any team in the NBA would love to have Brian. You know, what I'm saying on their team, yeah. but is it worth? But is it worth it? The hassle? Is it? It's not even about the hassle. Mm. He has a lot of mileage. We're talking about. Mm. We're talking about a. Uh, we're talking about a Range Rover. With over three hundred, four hundred thousand, uh, four hundred thousand miles on it. Just so disrespectful. But those are good miles, though. LeBron is still peak LeBron for another two or three years. I give him. That's true, but you also know LeBron needs a certain type of roster around him. Yes, which we'll get to later. Yes, very, very with PG, true. With, with, with PG thirteen, not only is he home. This is home. This is the turf. But he has more time, and but it's a lot of pressure. It's good pressure mm-hmm. because he come here. You see what we did with no max players. Yeah. All right. We're, we're kind of sniffing that that eighth seed. You bring we bring PG thirteen. He got the city behind him already. It's not that much pressure. Oh, and we he- know he can. We know he can do it. I'm not saying he's a championship style player. Not yet. What I'm saying is but he, he can, can get to, I think he is though He has the ingredients Of a championship play He just needs the right pieces Around him also Right Right And and with the Pacers He had that core Yes He had that core yeah. So we'll see it, In other words I'm saying The city is saying It makes more sense To go after the hometown boy We not mad If we do Or don't get Bron mm. And actually On the lowest of low keys oh. we actually, we're, <laughs> we're actually Not mad If we get neither Oh, you're not mad if you get neither. No, I think LA will be mad if you don't get Paul George or LeBron, one or the other. No, 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 no. Because it, there's there's some pretty big free agencies oh, coming up in the future. Some yeah, sugar cake, some sugar cake. It, it, not only that, but they we're we're happy with the core we got if we can stay healthy. 
Mm. Not saying that we're going to ride this out and this is going to be our 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 championship project. No, no, no. What I'm saying is we it, it's not it's not a hassle to go after these two particular players. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, but so you know and that's the lowest of the lows. On the lowest, and I got to give you another shout out, shout out, BTD, because you found a way to bring your Lakers into the conversation oh, when they're not it. even in the playoffs. You gotta love it, man. Not even a, it's it. a playoff episode, and we talking about the Lakers. Hey, don't be fooled by the palm trees. <laughs> and uh, before we move on, another real quick, uh, another on the lowest of keys. Uh-huh. Everyone has a new playoff alter ego now. So we got playoff Rondo, we got playoff D Rose, we got playoff P, we got playoff Lance, we got playoff uh, Rozier. Come on. Um, Everybody can be a playoff. Nah, not everybody. Everybody (laughs) can't. That's all I heard this weekend. Everybody got a playoff new nickname, Alter Eagle. First of first of all, you gotta earn that. Thank you. Thank you. You know, like like you gotta earn that. You know, like you know, like Ron Whitman without the headband, (laughs) earn that. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um. So speaking of the playoffs, as we know, this was an opening weekend, and I like to call it spicy season. People mm-hmm. get think palms get a little sweaty. Players get tight. It gets a little interesting. So the first series I want to talk about is near and dear to BTG's heart and also my man Job's heart as well. <laughs> and, uh, let's get it in. And Damo as well, who is also a frequent guest, which is OKC. So there's a lot of ties going on right now to this Oklahoma City Thunder Utah Jazz 4-5 matchup. Oklahoma City won game one, as we know. Paul George, a.k.a. Playoff P, as he calling himself now. <laughs> Playoff P had a game-high 36 points with eight threes in game one. They went over the Jazz 116-108. Paul George and Mitchell showed out. Donovan Mitchell had 27 po- points. We had the birth of Playoff P, as we said before. Russ had 29-13-8. And, and uh, post-game, we had uh, Russ and Melo come on the podium and talk about playoff piece. So I wanted to play that clip really quick. And uh, I thought this was hilarious, BTG. Mello wasn't here. OG Mello wasn't here for playoff P. <laughs> <laughs> can you just talk about both, well, both of y'all, can you just talk about playing with playoff P finally and uh, just getting a chance to see him getting it going like that? That's his name? Playoff, <laughs> that's his new name? I don't know. I'm going to let Russ answer that one. That. <laughs> playoff P. Uh, P went, went, went. So OG Mello Rushford here, clowning playoff P for this nickname after one you game. You gotta love Mello. You gotta <laughs> love Mello. Mello, hey, Mello, keep it one thousand. One thousand, a hundred, <laughs> always, always. OG Mello, you gotta love it. And um, while we're on the topic of Russ, my man Jov actually called in, and before we get there, he had some words for BTG because Baylor. I mean, excuse me, because Jov couldn't be here for this episode. Some scheduling conflicts got in the way, but he did leave a voicemail. So I'm going to play that right here also. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Y'all don't know by now, it's the boy Jov from the gray area. First and foremost, I got to apologize to the Above the Rim family. You know, scheduling conflicts. I had to miss out on this illustrious episode with the homie Baylor the Great. But speaking of Baylor the Great... <laughs> when it comes to Russell Chasebrook, the smoke will always be free, my brother. At the end of the day, as much as you try to get this man a pass, right? He's averaged a triple-double 
for the last two seasons. And what does it amount to? A seven seed followed by a four seed? A MVP. Last year, the whole argument was he didn't have any help. He didn't have anybody. Who was he supposed to pass it to? He had to do everything. This year, he got Paul George and Carmelo and still had the audacity, the unmitigated goal to quote Stephen A. To have a usage percentage of 35%. Why does Russell Westbrook need to have a usage percentage of 35%? Why does he need to have the ball in his hands so much when he's only shooting around 42%? Which means that you're leading the team in shots. You keep having a ball in your hand. There's a lot of empty possessions. As much as he creates, he kind of counteracts his greatness by creating all of these empty possessions, which holds the team back from reaching its zenith. At least when you had a guy, a transcendent guy like Kevin Durant, the ability was there to counteract and, excuse me, counterbalance <laughs> all the negativity that Russell Westbrook brings in certain scenarios because you have Mr. Efficiency himself and Kevin Durant. Between Paul George and Melo, you know, who's being terribly misused right now because of Russell Westbrook and that bum-ass head coach, Guys can't flourish the way they need to. You're never going to have a super efficient offense where Russell Westbrook is your quarterback. You know, you could go get one two-piece from Popeyes, or you could get four two-pieces from Popeyes. Sure, those triple-doubles are delicious. Like four two-pieces from Popeyes are delicious, but there's no nutrients. If you get four two-pieces from Popeyes, the only positive thing, depending on who you're speaking to, that's going to happen is you're going to get fat. The calories are empty. The triple-doubles are empty. You know, UCLA, no UCLA. Them numbers there are seven love stats. Shout out to Above the Rim Playoff Roundtable. This is your boy, Job. I'm out. Oh, spicy season. BTG, hey, I'm going to just let you respond. Yeah, please, because I didn't know you got spam mail. I didn't know. I didn't know that's what you did. <laughs> that's cool. But first of all, I, first and foremost, I need facts, Ooh. all right, not flags. I need you to start pulling facts and not flags, okay, Jar? <laughs> now, that's the sweet. second thing is, the second thing is, I need to ask you just personally. Yes. How do you get? How do you get assists? By passing the ball off to your teammate who makes the shot, whether it be okay. open or not open. Okay, uh, another thing. In your personal opinion, how many points do you think Westbrook needs to average a In, season? A season? Yeah. Mm. I would say around 22 to 25 is my ideal for him. Ideal? You think yeah. that's cool? 22 to 25. Okay. When he With this roster he has right now. Okay, okay. So that means, so you're okay with the, you're okay with a double-double, right? Yeah. Of course. You're okay with that double-double. So, really, the only thing that we're complaining about is his rebounds. Now, we're <laughs> complaining about a 6-3 point guard getting more rebounds than the center. So, you know, I checked the stats. Their, their starting center is averaging nine boards a game. Stephen A? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Stephen A was averaging nine boards a game in the, in the regular season. Mm. Okay, Westbrook is averaging one more rebound. Then the big. Okay. Uh, See, but their issue I'll, is him stealing those rebounds. What do you say to that? Okay, tell me this, though. Just please answer <laughs> this for me. 
Stat pad. I look, look, I'm a coach. I don't care who gets the rebound. Mm. Get the damn ball. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Not even that. If you want to sit up there and complain about stealing defensive rebounds, that's fine. You can't steal an offensive rebound. Oh, that that you get. That's all effort and hard and hustle. Okay, so let's as let's put defensive that to the rebounds side. is also. I didn't check the stats, but we'll check and see how many offensive rebounds he averaged a game. Let's go back to the defensive rebounds. Mm-hmm. First of all, playoff P and Hoodie Mello is averaging five rebounds apiece. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Next, those those and they're ranked third. Mm-hmm. They're ranked third. Okay. So we're talking about we're talking about two small forwards averaging five rebounds apiece. Russ had Next thirteen that, in game one. Also. Okay. Okay. So this, this is what I'm saying. Just we're really arguing about our starting point guard grabbing rebounds. I'm not arguing about that. I don't have any issue. Jarv has an issue with Russell Westbrook's, um, he calls it empty calories, where he's saying okay, that so- he has, his stats are delicious, but it doesn't translate to wins with him being your point guard. And my only issue with Westbrook is his decision-making in clutch time. I always have now an why, issue with now his decision-making. Mm-hmm. I know where y'all going with this. I know a similar player mm-hmm. that that basically obviously didn't make his players his his teammates better. At least he didn't make his teammates better to our standards. Mm-hmm. And this man has five rings and an Oscar. <laughs> but so see, somebody argued come, that he did. Okay, well, I mean that's fine. I'm saying, but if when we talk about comparisons, yeah. To the greats, he didn't make his team better. Listen, we we, we just got to settle this. Jarv got to get on above the rim, and we got to settle this Westbrook debate. <laughs> Jarv, hey, Jarv, Jarv don't want it. He goes back to this UCLA thing. Look, 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 look. It's <laughs> the bias. over there. It's, not, it's nothing to be upset about. I, I will make this argument. Matter of fact, I made an argument for Curry. Mm. I made an argument for Curry. Curry is, I, Curry is not one of my favorite players. Westbrook is, but I made a... I, we're arguing over rebounds. Okay, tell me, give me, give me some important key games or any game where he took a rebound and it decided the game. Oh no, I I, I can't think of any game like that. Okay, yeah. so now now he went now uh, everybody wants to bring up. Well, he has two all stars with him. That's cool. I never said that. I never said that Westbrook was a leader to a championship. Mm. I just said he's a he's a triple double. Monster. That's oh, that it. he is. That he is. That he is. And he he almost so, had a another triple double in game one. Hey, don't but don't take that away because he's taking what so you want Steven Adams to grab two more boards at him? I just want Russ to get back on defense sometimes. I don't have a problem with the rebounds at all. Uh, unless he's probably, unless he's boxing probably. out his teammate, which he was at the end of the of uh, the end of the regular season, game eighty two, fiending to get that triple double. That day he was fiending. I give him that. He needed 16 and he got 20. (laughs) Just I kid you not. There's not a coach in America. (laughs) There's not a coach in America that's going to complain about their point guard going after rebounds. Not at all. Not at all. At all. Not at all. But but since it's Westbrook and we're in we're in an era where all the guards are highlighted. Yes. Curry, Kyrie, Westbrook, Damian Lillard, CP3. All these guards are are you know um. John Wall, they're put yeah. together. Yeah, but they're but they're different. Yeah, they're all different. They all bring different qualities and different skills to the table, and that they're elite at their own personal elite skill. A lot of them. 
Right. But, so we can't sit up here and say because he has PG-13 and Melo, he's supposed to be doing more than everybody else. The offenses, the, the, the coaching, everything is different. Yeah, I agree. Westbrook I, is that Westbrook is a different Westbrook is a killmonger of a Kobe Bryant tribe. Yeah. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But so but let's let's uh let's actually get started into while we're on the subject of Westbrook into game one, because uh we need to get into this action of the okay. weekend. And um, like I said before, the uh, Oklahoma City won game one over the Jazz, 116-108. to And I want to give uh, our takeaways from each game. So my takeaway from game one, what I've, what I've gotten and what I liked is that I liked how Melo looked. Melo looked engaged. Melo looked active to me. Uh, career 28 points per game playoff Melo, he looked similar to that man, even though he didn't score to that level. We know that, but the activity... The engagements. I love to see the activity from Melo. He was hype. And I applaud, actually, Billy Donovan, the rare times that I do. I applauded him for giving Melo some time as a number one option, especially towards the end of the first quarter. And I think Melo needed that for his confidence. He only had, what, 15-7 and seven for the game in game one. But it was his activity, like I said before, that I liked. I loved it. I think Melo was engaged, and I think he's going to get better as the, play se- as the postseason goes on. And I think playoff Melo might be on the verge of being unleashed. So what's a, yeah. a takeaway that you got from the first game, BTG? Well, my takeaway was playoff P. Mm. And, a re- and a reason why I say that is because between him and Westbrook, somebody got to put up a 30-piece. Yes. Or close to a 40. And, and the only reason why is because I'm comfortable with Melo staying between that 15 and 20-point range. Mm. But you need PG, and, and and the key word is need. need. You need, yes. You need PG thirteen and Russ to score. They got to be ten points apart, and somebody got to have twenty fives, and somebody got to have thirty five. Yeah, I, I I agree there. And speaking of that, do Russ? I looked at the box box score for this game, and he did shoot twenty five shots. So I want to ask you: Is twenty five shots too many from your point guard? It's only it's only too many. It's only too many when you have a for sure. Like it to me, it's too many when you have KD on the team. Mm. Pa- Paul George is from the turf, but, but you got okay. playoff P going off, and you got a isolation threat in Melo who can score on his own. Is twenty five too many? Let's keep it consistent. But you got to <laughs> ask yourself what what was the box? What was the box score? And then and, and what do you want? What do you want Russ to score in that situation? Mm. What do you want him to drop? Because if he don't drop that twenty nine, if he don't keep shooting, is it a closer game? That remains to be seen. I mean, but play. But my point is, playoff P was going off. I really didn't have an issue with the twenty five because I felt like this time he was actually in the flow of the offense. I don't mind if it's twenty five shots in the flow of the offense, and you're not just taking the ball up the court dribbling for 20 seconds and taking a shot without passing the ball. That's when I have an issue with it as your point guard because I need him but to get others what, involved. But you do know what I like, though? You do know what I like? He may have – he probably does have to take less shots, but I I think he has to be the one driving the offense. Like, his energy got to be there. Oh, for because sure. Because I'm not – I don't, I don't want to put everything it. on PG-13. I don't want to put everything because he had that in uh, Indiana. Mm-hmm. But you this is the I'm West. Saying? This is better comp. So you need another guy that yes. can, that's that's familiar with that comp. I agree. I agree. And um, on the other side of things, Utah Jazz, my man Donovan Mitchell showed out 27-10 and 10 in his career playoff debut. 
gotta give him some love there. And um, I'm not gonna lie, BTG, I actually liked what I saw from the Jazz, man. I really think they have a chance to push this series to seven. And do you think, oh, well, I would say the defense played pretty well. I like how the cohesive unit that they played as. And uh, Rudy Gobert, I felt like he could have played a little bit better in this game, but it was only game one. I had to get the little jitters out. Jay Crowd, I think, played decent, pretty decent. I like the energy from Exum and those boys. Ricky Rubio didn't really have a good game. And I want to ask you, do you think, is Donovan Mitchell ready to lead this team to a series win this round against OKC? I, I feel I feel bad for Donovan. Mm. I really do. I feel, well, uh, actually, uh, isn't he a little banged up? Yeah, uh, Corey Brewer stepped on his damn pinky toe. He got like a contusion yeah. or something like that. Uh, but the reason why I feel bad is because when I look at the stat sheet, it's well balanced. Yeah, 13, 7, 14, 27, 13, 13, and 10. But you know what the problem is? You're going nope. to need more. You're going yeah. to need more out of somebody else. Somebody else got to give you 20, feel like? They, they have to. That's why throughout this episode, you're going to hear me say this. There's no excuse. So how mm. you said uh, Rudy, he had the little jitters. There's yeah. no time for that, bro. There's yeah. no time. There is no time. Definitely no time for the jitters at all. If you if you want your playoff nickname and you want to be in history, I don't have time for you to sit up there and shake. Get this shit out of the way now. I agree. A hundred percent. And this is going to be an excellent series. So who, who you got in this series before we move on? I got I got OKC uh, in six. Mm, okay, I got OKC in seven. I think it's going to go seven. I think it's going to take seven games to the wire because I've been impressed with the Jazz. Okay. Yeah, so we both got OKC. Uh, so moving on to the other Western Conference series. Near and dear to my heart, the Rockets. The Houston Rockets versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. The one versus eight matchup. Back mm-hmm. in H-Town, James Harden put on an MVP performance to ensure that a cold shooting night by the Houston Rockets want to come back to bite them. And they squeeze past the T-Wolves 104 to 101. To me, this game had all the ingredients for a T-Wolves upset. Rockets played terrible. They shot 10 of 37 from three. CP3 played bad. Uh, Eric Gordon played bad. Trevor Ariza played bad. PJ Tucker played bad. There was a lot of things going wrong for the Houston Rockets. They didn't look like their normal, regular season Houston Rockets in this game one. And, of course, the Rockets couldn't ice the game. And the the T-Wolves, excuse me, battled back within three points to the end of the game. And um, Jimmy Butler threw up a ridiculous, oh, that, terrible, I get to that. contested three. I don't know what the hell he was thinking with that three. And it was this was kind of a weird game one. I'm not gonna lie. I had I, I I was I found myself yelling at the TV a whole lot this game BTG. And um, one takeaway I'm gonna have from this game is that the Rockets gotta relax. I think they looked mm-hmm. a little bit tight last night. All of I saw a lot of them trying to do too much. The point guard looked like the mere mortal in game one. And the blog boys, as we know, were back in full effect talking shit today on this Monday to me, as I as they love to do. And, um, I mean, acting like, I mean, this is a little bit different for the Rockets. This is the first time. This, I feel like they're still getting to know their postseason selves, especially in game one. So I feel like they also had a little bit of jitters. A lot of these guys, this is their first time in the playoffs together. This is the first time CP3 hasn't been the primary ball handler in uh in a playoff series. He only had 14 and 4. He had what six turnovers. That was uncharacteristic six turnovers. Clint Capella. 
played great. He outplayed Carl Anthony Towns going for 24 and 12 and three blocks. So I thought he played well. But everyone else, I feel like, had the game one jitters. And I feel like they had to get this out of their system. And to me, the Rockets have all the pressure on them this series. And the T-Wheels are just playing with house money. So I think that had a lot to do with it in game one. So BTG, what would be your takeaway from game one? Um, I actually got, <coughs> I actually got two, but real quick about Houston. Yeah. Like you said, Capella, 24, Chris Paul, 14, Harden, 44. Everybody else scored under 10 points. We can't have that. Can't have so number that. one, Trevor and, and PJ, they, they easily can average 10 to 12 points in the series. Yeah. They were one for 11 or two for 11 or something like that. It was terrible. Yeah. It was two for 11. Uh, they only had three points. They had six points combined. Mm. Uh, and then also Gerald Green. He can definitely average 10 points. Yes, and he got what, four so, or six or something like that? Um, something, something he had. He was, it was real low. Like, it was definitely well under 10. It was like four or six. Well, he was two for five. Oh, two for five. He didn't, yeah, hit much five. he didn't have much of an impact this game as Gerald Green usually does when he gets hot. And all it takes with him is a, is a, is a, is a, is a fast break dunk, and that gets everything going. Yeah. But but um but I can't have I can't have the, the y'all top three players doing all the dirty work. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I can't have that because this team like the series should have been over last night. They should have put their foot it, on the next in game one. Yeah, it should have yeah. been over. Now I will say on the flip side though, Anthony um uh, Carl, Carl Anthony Cat, I'm mm-hmm. not here for it. I don't have time for it. <laughs> I don't have time for it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 eight eight and twelve? <laughs> nah, not in the playoffs, bro. I don't care who you playing. You gotta come to play. Jimmy Butler shot the dumbest shot in playoff history. Terrible three that was to a, end the game. That was a bad that was a bad he shot he shot a turnaround, step back, two pointer to tie the game down by three. Mm-hmm. And a rush shot at that. A rushed rush shot. A rush shot. M- Many messed shot. up and this I, game. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't think he should have took the shot. No, nah, I, I think he should have looked. I mean, I'm speaking as an NBA fan right now, and I'm a Rockets fan. I, I, he could have got a lot better shot because they had time. He could have easily got a pick. I gotta give it to Crawford. Go ahead. You, you got to give it to Crawford. Yeah, at at those you points, got- at the end of the game, yeah. Many, uh, many messed up to me as a whole. If 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 there ever was an opportunity to turn this into a series, that game one was it. Game one was it, and I I feel like they wait. Did you get to your takeaway yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that, yeah. Okay, mine's what my mine's with y'all big three and and cat gotta he gotta give me more than eight. <laughs> Come on, bro, eight points. Yeah, he do. And also, let me. I want to throw this point out to you. Tell me what you think about this, right? I was looking at the T Wolves roster, and to me, as I was evaluating them, this might be a hot take or whatever, but this is what I, my personal opinion. I feel like Jeff Teague is the second most important play on the T-Wolves right now. And let he me is. T- and let me tell you why. I feel like if T could ever find a balance between playing aggressive and getting his teammates in the right spots, T-Wolves will be a much better team. This game, game one, he had 15-9-8. and eight. On the lowest of keys, he actually played a good game. But his that, pro- is a, that is a very solid playoff game. Very solid. Very solid. On the lowest but, of keys. <laughs> but it seemed it seemed like it seemed like it was just in spurts, though. It was. You know, and and he and he didn't have impact. What you gotta do against Chris Paul is you gotta piss him off. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, get gotta knock him out. 
You gotta yeah, be aggressive exactly. against him. Yeah. You gotta yeah, go you at his neck because Chris Ball is a small guard. And what he, what can you do? You can bully him a little bit if you drive into the lane full speed. Russ does that a lot to him. He pushes him make, out the way. You gotta make him mad. You gotta make him mad to where CP3 wants to take over. His shit. Yes. Yeah. And exactly. then that's going and that, that's going to start the, the drama between him and Harden because we all know, bro. Harden is the Harden is left handed. He shoots, he lays it up, he dunks with his left hand. He goes left 98% of the time. Mm-hmm. Nobody has figured out how to stop it. Oh, without a doubt. He's Nobody. That, that is crazy. Ultimate. But anyhow, I mean, we're, we're talking about we're talking about James Harden, the leader of this offense. If this is some conflict, it's going to be a problem. There's going to be no conflict. I'm, them two stars is ready, baby. They're ready. They're ready but to that's sacrifice. Because, that's, because that's, that's because Timberwolves don't have a player that can create that. That's why this, yeah. this series should be this, should, this series should be over. It should be. And let me tell you my other problem. I, I brought up Jeff Green. I liked, but that was my issue with him. As is how you brought up Carl Anthony Towns, where he didn't get enough shots. And the main problem in Game One, Rose shouldn't be the second second on the team in shots. I know Rose thought it was twenty twelve. Tibbs gave him the green light. He was a little out of control to me. He shouldn't have been taking that many shots. And every time the Rockets switched that pick and roll. Carl Anthony Towns should have ran his ass to the post, demand the ball, and that falls on Teague also. Because she he should have made sure he got cat the ball yes. in those times. As the point guard, that's your job to make sure he got those spots. But I say that, oh, you want to chime in there before we move on? I, I You know what? On that note, I mean, I, I feel you with the whole Derrick Rose thing. Yeah. But the only problem I have with that is his defense. Oh, I, it was, it was I mean, terrible. Sus. Yeah, there was there was a moment where where Harden dropped like twelve points in a row. Yeah, they were seeking Derrick Rose every time they switched. They were looking for Derrick Rose's matchup. He butchered him one on one, and that's the only problem I have. Points wise, like you got to get your points where you can get them from. If Cat is over there giving you eight, bro, that's a bucket a quarter. Yes. Yeah. You cannot have that. So if Rose got to pick up the slack, you got to do what you got to do. Do you do? Imagine, imagine if, imagine if Cat gave us fifteen. Then we talking about an upset, maybe. Could be. And uh, before we move on, I still think it was an encouraging win for Houston. And uh, winning these grind out games are important, especially on a, on a when you're looking to have a major playoff run, especially when you don't play well. Also, and to me, the Rockets mm-hmm. have all the pressure on them, and the Wolves are just playing with house money. So the Rockets have to get it together, shorten up the tool, and uh, hope we're going to get Luke Balmute, the prince, back. He was a big loss. And Ryan Anderson also. He also plays a backup center, so he's also important space of floor. Right. Uh, um, yeah, so moving on now to the Warriors and Spurs. Here we go with the Warriors getting another postseason pass, playing once again another injured team with another injured superstar. Stop me if we heard this before. The Warriors 113-92 predictable domination of the Kawhi-less Spurs. It was painful to watch. Just, Every- just. <laughs> honestly, bro. Who do you, Outside of Houston, who's uh, going to challenge them? Who's going to challenge them? Honestly, no one, I but think, I like to see no, a good no, series, man. Come on. No, but 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 I'm saying, I'm saying uh injury free. I don't care if Kawhi is there. I got love for it Kawhi. Matters. I got love for KL, but it don't. It does. We're gonna get to that how much it matters. It matters. It matters, dog. It matters. I mean, I mean, the, the game was it was just painful to watch to me. I mean, I, I had to shut it off a few times. Every time San Antonio attempted to attack the paint. Uh, the Warriors had too much length. You had JaVel McGee out there looking like Hakeem the Dream. 
um, you know, uh, Golden State switched it up and they put Iggy and JaVale to start the game. And to me, the Spurs uh, basically quit in the second quarter. You got LaMarcus Aldridge being outplayed by the damn JaVale McGee. 14 points for LaMarcus. Come on now. Come on now. And who also shared my frustration was Greg Popovich. And I'm hoping y'all heard uh, the press conference at the podium with Greg Popovich. But if you didn't, I got that clip. So let's play that. There's too much sugar and all that kind of stuff. I don't want to promote that. I'm just teasing you. I have a sense of humor, right? Just because you got your ass kicked tonight doesn't mean you have to have a sense of humor. Okay, what do you want? I'm so tired of this. What went wrong for us? Yeah, this afternoon. Sorry, I lost my... They played better than we did. Coach, uh, you started uh, Danny Green uh, basically on Kevin. Was that... I mean... Did, did that work very well? Uh, did you watch the game? Yeah, yes. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> didn't. It didn't work very well. So we'll we'll have Danny grow four or five inches by Monday night. Uh, <laughs> tell him to jump higher and move quicker. And we'll tell Kevin, don't be so good. Come on. I told you it was spicy season. <laughs> it's ba- hey, no, for real though. It's basic <laughs> common sense though, bro. It it's is. Basic common, like, come on, man. Like, it's... First of all, if you look at if you look at that roster, they're not getting. They got a lot of role players in important situations. Oh, too many. Okay? The whole team. Cal, Cal Anderson, shout out to another UCLA point guard. He gave us nothing. nothing. Zero. Nothing. Zero. He gave us three rebounds, one assist. You can't do that at six nine. You can't. Can't. Yeah. And, right? and he's he's a slow foot too, by the way. He's slow foot, but Jesus Christ, yeah, he gave he gave nothing. You know what I'm saying? Patty Mills gave us nothing. Five points. You know what I'm saying? When when Rudy Gay is your leading scorer, come on, man. It's, it's not, and shout out also, shout out to Rudy Gay. I got I actually have to give Rudy some love. It looks like playoff Rudy came out though. It wasn't he looking good though in game one? <laughs> <laughs> playoff Rudy? <laughs> hey man, Rudy is yeah, his, his day, his days is his days. His days is days is no. Yeah, man, he can he, he can get a nice little mid level exception. I'll take that little fourteen from Rudy. I gotta give him some love, man. But Aldridge well, can't give you fourteen. Yeah, yeah come on now. Come and then you now. see what Ga- you see what Gasol did. God, he was a no show. Come on, man. He, oh, okay, so <laughs> like, what do, what do we expect? Like, even if even if Kawhi came back, we're talking about twenty five, thirty. At the most, probably. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's not going to help. Yeah, I, that's I, not going to help. I, it's painful to watch because, like was. I told, like I told CL and JL from the brothers, I was like, "This is the first time Pop is running an offense that's surrounded by a small fort that's not there." Yeah, <laughs> that, that is true. I mean, but he is running around LA a little bit more, but that's not effective. And and there is no such thing as playoff Lamarcus. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> there's no such thing. There's, not at all. There's no such thing as playoff LaMarcus at all. Good Lord. And I'm glad we brought up it because it take it brings me to my takeaway from game one and going back to Kawhi. Kawhi should be ashamed of himself, man. I mean, sitting at home right now in New York City while your team is getting smashed and they clearly could use your help. 
I think Kawhi is definitely traded this summer. I think this is the writings on the wall for Kawhi. This was a major statement, not even coming to the game, sitting on the bench to support your team. I mean, yeah, to that's, me, now that's a bad, that's a bad, look. that's a bad look. That tells me look. you've had it with your team and you're done. That's what that tells me. Right. We don't know. I don't know exactly what it is. I will say regardless, that's a bad look, bad look, but if if he's more concerned about his longevity, his career, I'm o- I'm fine with that. If he knows that maybe you know me and the organization is not meeting eye to eye, okay, I'm fine with that. But you still have to be on the sideline. I think. Yeah, you you I, have I, to. You have to. It's the playoffs. It's, it's a different, but just this is a different era. So when cats start complaining, I'm like, look, yo, this is the weakest era. It is. I, I don't like that. I don't like that a lot. Of, I mean, I respect him. He probably is legitimately hurt. I definitely respect that. If the if the man says he's hurt, then I believe the man. He's hurt. His quad is bothering him. I get it. But at least come to the game and support your teammate. Because sometimes your presence can be a factor if your team needs a run. Or if you're in a huddle sometimes and they see you engaged, they're like, damn, all right, Kawhi's here. We could get a little adrenaline. We get a little something. I- I don't know if you can go off of that either because he don't talk. So <laughs> that is what you go. What you gonna do? Look at him, be like, "Yo, let's get hype off of just looking at him." I'm like, trying to find gonna, something, man. He's not gonna clap his hands. He's not. He's not gonna smile. He's so not. It's like, what do you want? Oh lord, oh lord. Like I said, it was damn painful to watch, man. Painful to it's, watch. It's more. It's, it's more so like I feel bad for Pop because I mean I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe Pop is just really tired. You know, he, you you and, heard that press conference. He tired. Not only that, I'm talking about as far as you know his scouting and things like that. Like who is we we haven't seen a Spurs team like this before ever. Yeah, as yeah. long as I've been this alive, decimated. I've never seen a Spurs. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So what can he do? He's used to he's used to coaching a certain particular team, and no, he don't have he don't have that personnel. Yeah, so I agree. What do you want from him? You crazy. know what I'm saying? It, it's over. It's crazy. And uh. On the Warriors side, before we move on, my man Draymond, my man Draymond, weak-ass Draymond, <laughs> had to come on the mic and say some more things. So let's play that clip as well. Uh, I mean, we're a championship ball club. You know, we know what it takes this time of year in order to win. Um, and, and you know, we want to get back to that regardless of what everyone's saying. The Warriors lost it. They're not together. Um they can't win without Steph. They're not the same team. Blase, 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 blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, we know who we're capable of. Draymond, shut your ass up, first of all. Hey, but look, look, look. Is he, what, he, find, find a lie. Listen, what the lie is, it's no lie. But the point is, he's trying to pull his victim card right now. Like, no one believed in the Golden State Warriors all of a sudden. Stop lying, I, fam. I, I, actually think, I actually think he's trolling. No, 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 no. But th- there's no such thing as a victim role right now. You still guys still got three All-Stars. You guys still are playing against a decimated Spurs team. No one questioned the legitimacy of them winning this series right here. And no one at all. No one even questioned their title chances. All they said was... They're a different team when Steph comes back. They're not the same team. No one ever thought they were going to lose in the first round or the second round. A lot of them didn't th- aren't thinking picking them to lose in the Western Conference Finals. So there's no such well, thing as this victim well, card he's trying to pull. It's a way different team, period, because Steph is, don't get me wrong, he's the most dangerous shooter we've ever seen, right? 
Yes, but look look at his comments though. Blah again, oh blase, blase. Oh, we couldn't do this. Everyone no, doubted about, us. Who doubted but think you? About it. He, he's probably hearing something a little bit more harsh than we're, than what we're saying. Because do you honestly think just 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 think about it? Without Steph, let's just say Steph don't come back for the rest of the playoffs. You think Golden State has a chance to win the championship? I mean, I still think they have a chance. Yes, I mean, I think KD is that good. Bro, he when you should break be down, that good. You, if he's not the down, second best player in the world, I don't think they're going to win without Steph. But I think they have a chance. Yes. Can they beat man. anyone in the East? Yes. If the Rockets sustain well, another yeah, injury or they mean, get look, cold, yes, they can beat them hey, without me, Steph. Me, me, you, me, you, and according to sources, can beat anybody on the East. <laughs> All right, but as far as but as far as them winning the West, bro, without Steph Curry, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, I'm yeah, it's definitely going to be a problem. I'm just my issue is just a victim role. I don't want to hear that victim role. No one, no, no one is doubting the Warriors. Cut it out. Play your game. Have your easy road as you normally do. Let's see who they're going to face next round with another injured start. We'll see. We'll see. And uh, moving on to a spicy series in the West. On the lowest of keys, another spicy season. Uh, the Pelicans and the Portland Trailblazers. The Pelicans Let's went get into it. Let's get to it. The Pelicans went into Portland, shut everyone up behind fantastic defensive play from AD, the Unibrow, Drew Holiday, and playoff Rondo. Playoff Rondo. Um, escaping with a 97-95 victory, 1-0 series lead. You had 35 for AD. You had great shooting and great defense from Drew Holiday. Playoff Rondo has 17 assists, and it was some timely triples from uh, Miritich as well. And the Pelicans took the game. Spicy game on the lowest of keys. So I'm going to go to my first takeaway from this series. And I'm going to go playoff Rondo was in full effect, and they have no answer for AD. The Pelicans really impressed me in this game one. And I have to give Drew Holiday some love. As we know in the thread, Jarv, I'm sure you probably know, I usually am hard on Drew Holiday. UCLA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually very hard on Drew Holiday, dog. Very hey, Holiday. Just, just is you is UCLA guards everywhere, man. <laughs> they everywhere. You. They everywhere. They are. <laughs> they are. But I, I mean, I'm usually hard on him because he has a star quality salary, and he usually gives mediocre production. I've never was a big fan of Drew Holiday, but he played well in this game one, and I think he was the key along with Rondo to this game one win. And that was my takeaway. Him and Rondo on full effect. What's your takeaway? My takeaway is my takeaway is Dame. This, this is more about Dame than it is about Anthony Davis. Mm. And the reason why is because Dame has been here before. Spicy. And he's not he's not a he's not the one to back down. He doesn't have any jitters. It's just that he didn't do enough. As simple as that. He played bad and had nothing. I don't think it had to do anything with his emotions or anything like that. The Pelicans punched him in the mouth and he mm. didn't know how to react to it. Mm. You know, you know what that sounds like, BTG? What that sounds like? That sounds like put up a shut up, my man. Easy. Because if if they lose this, yep. mm, Dame, Dame has already made a he's already made a, a, a statement about being one of the top guards. Yep, I exactly. need to be I need I need to be an all star. Exactly. And he does. He deserves it. But Beyond that, you got to be a premier guard in the playoff, and he has shown that. Yes, but you cannot fall. You can't fall from grace that quick, though. You you cannot, not at all. It's put. I had his you pressure cooked out of five. 
Hi. Hey, 18-7-7 is a great game for Lonzo Ball, who's a rookie. Yep. I don't need that out of you. I don't need Lonzo Ball's stat. I need 30 every night from Dame, especially to win Easy. this series right now. I need 30. I need a humble 30, too. Not a struggling yeah. 30, a humble 30. And I also need 25 to 30 from CJ also. I need them. And yeah. I need that in order to beat this team. And um, it, that was my issue. Damon CJ should never be shut down by Drew Holiday and Rajon Rondo for a playoff game. It should never happen. Hey, Drew Holiday shouldn't be shutting down. Tyreek Evans used to cook his ass. <laughs> yep, yep. Are you kidding me? From high school all the way through college? And in a pro, Tyreek Evans was cooking him. You don't even know where Tyreek Evans is at. <laughs> yeah, pff, he rotting away in Memphis right now. He rotting. <laughs> and, so um, that's my that's yeah. my takeaway right there. It's more about Dame than it is about AD. Because, ah. at, because the thing is, AD came out and performed, and he's missing his second best player on the yes. team. Yes, yes. That he is. That he is. And, oh, man, that would be even spicier if DeMarcus was there. And, yeah, and, and I was doubting him. Yeah, and, oh, I'm glad you just said that because I wanted to ask you, are the Pelicans better than we think? Um, oh, is this fool's gold? Uh, I, you know what? Shoot, man, that's I'm a, a good question. I, I'm gonna start you off. I'm gonna say I think they're better, yes, but I'm still not sold on them yet. I think they're better yeah, than we I, think, yeah. but I'm not sold yet. Is that fair? Yeah, I'm not sold. I, I mean that, but you can really say that for anybody though, Justice, yeah. because they have. Because these teams got the talent, but can they perform in key games and under pressure? That's the thing. That is true. That is true. That's a good point. So, so the Pelicans actually did it game one in the first round against a against a consistent Portland playoff team. Mm-hmm. Very, so, very consistent. So, so if they knock if they knock them out, AD gets a lot of love. Mm. Oh yes, a lot of love. If he knocks them out by himself, a lot of love. And he did yep. finally get his first playoffs playoff win. About time. Mm-hmm. About yep. time. And um, yeah, so that was the Western Conference, which is the best in conference, the spicy conference. And uh, that's going to be a hell of a series, man. A hell of a series and a hell of a Western Conference playoff series. Yep. So moving on to the East, you know, man, we, we can bre- we, we can breeze through this like we did Jar voicemail. We definitely could do that. So I'm going to start off. In the land, at the queue, with the king, LeBron James, ah, and the Indiana Pacers. LeBron James lost the opening game of the playoffs for the first time in his career uh, with the 18-point ass-whooping against the Pacers by the rapper-turned-singer, Victor Oladipo. (laughs) That boy got talent. That boy got talent, boy. The rapper-turned-singer, as I like to call him. Uh, He came to Cleveland with that free smoke. And dropped 32, 6, and 4. And mm. Christmas came early as we got some playoff lands. He arrived. LeBron finished his game with 24, 12, and 10. A triple-double, which was a, to me, was an empty calorie triple-double in 44 minutes. Overrated. Kev- Kevin Love looked a step slow to me all game. Pouring in an incredible 9 points with 8 shot attempts. But he did grab 17 board. 17 boards, aka those empty stats. And uh, I must say though, yeah. I must say though, I don't I don't agree with all of it being empty. Mm. The only the only empty stats I consider, Bron cannot score anything less than 30 points. Oh, he gotta series. give you 30. He has to. Every every this game. is a, this is a, this is a whole new roster. And these and Jordan Clarkson doesn't know what's going on. 
Oh God. Okay. He he's a dead Lance, headlights right now. Your boy. Yeah. Lance doesn't know what's going on right now. You see what I'm saying? Yep. So And Jeff can, Green. I, can we get on Jeff how awful Jeff Green was? Twenty seven minutes, two points, oh for seven? And he's staying that goddamn corner. They stayed in that. They left him open, Baylor. You saw that. Yeah. Left the man open. It it was just a pathetic, pathetic performance by the Cleveland Cavaliers. And after the game, the King LeBron also had some comments. And the rapper Turnt Sanger also had some comments as well. I'm down 0 1 in the first round. I was down 3 1 in the finals. So. I'm the last guy to ask about how you're going to feel the next couple of days. They came in and they dictated the tempo. They were more aggressive. Um, they just played um, inspired basketball and they just took advantage of everything that we wanted to try to do. We're fully aware of his team um, and we realize it's not going to be easy, but that doesn't mean we're just going to come in here and just fold. We're planning on winning. That's, that's why we came to this series. That's why we came to play this game is to win, not just to come here and, and just be okay i'm loving it btg i'm loving the spiciness i actually like what both i i like what yep. i like what i love what Brian said i, I love what both like said, what yep. said. Mm-hmm. yeah he did he said it he said it with like you got to say it with your chest though yes Brian, because what you said was correct <laughs> i love everything about it but don't don't he sounded like he hesitates saying it like it, but I was down. Yeah, but I was like, down to you. Right. What are you worried about? Exactly. Yep. No, say that shit like, man, I said history. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. Exactly. Tell him. And um, yeah, so I love the comments. LeBron looked a little, sounded a little unbothered. And Victor Oladipo, he looked like he's ready to take over. He's Yo, ready to take so, this series over. Hey, hey, so shout out, shout out to the thread. It was a question saying, well, how come he hasn't done this in, on his previous teams? Mm-hmm. Well, let's. Let's let's go back to college. He did this in college because he was the only guy on that team. Lethal when he got score. to Orlando, hey, when he got to Orlando, I don't know what happened. Maybe it was just he was young. Okay, maybe that was it. When he got to OKC, bro, he's not better than Russ. But at the same time, there's no excuse. If your game is what it is, <laughs> then it's gonna shine regardless. True. PT thirteen just proved that. So it's not Russ. It's just I think Oladipo was just a late bloomer. That's all it was. Okay, that that's or, fair to or say. Just, or it just took him time to to grow into it, and now he feels comfortable where he's at. Maybe he didn't feel comfortable playing with Russ, and maybe he didn't. I I, I don't know if the Orlando was the right fit for him. Yeah, it, they but, weren't the right. But, I think he's just more confident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he has a better. He got he got a roster that he that he likes and he believes in. Yeah. So, I, so shout out to him, man. I, oh, I love his game. Definitely. Oh, I, I was Ooh. feeling Oladipo. And um, on, one the take- lowest, on the lowest, on the on the lowest of low keys, real quick. Mm-hmm. In the off season, he trained with the he trained with the same guy that Kyrie trained with. Oh, you see, a BTG that was a, on the lowest of keys. <laughs> so now you see where he getting them handles from. I see. <laughs> I see. So really quick, my takeaway from this game. Is that Indiana was just more hungry. They wanted this game a lot more. They came before, like I said, they came with that free smoke. They played harder. Victor Oladipo was the second best player this weekend in the playoffs behind James Harden. And the Pacers went into the queue and they handled the Cavs. And I was feeling the, the energy of the uh, the Indiana Pacers. They came with that mindset. Playoff Lance was getting all in LeBron's, LeBron's face. I was feeling it. Playoff Lance, my man Lincoln High School. My man Lance, I needed him to be unleashed, and he's always unleashed next to LeBron. 
I, I appreciate Lance because he's been the same player since Always. he came into the league. Always. So I, I, I love everything about Lance. I love his game. I love his antics. I love all of it. All of it. What was your takeaway? My takeaway was basically uh, it the the whole Pacers roster because what I what I took away from the game is that when when Cleveland made that run in the third quarter, they didn't back down. Yes. So they must they got to keep that in mind. Like when we hop out on them, we got to keep we got to keep our foot on them. And even if they do come back, we got to keep our poise. That's it. Yes. Because that's very important. because because Bron, Bron doesn't have the same roster. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't have that Kyrie. He doesn't have that D Wade. Yeah, he don't so have that closer that. to lean on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's nobody to lean on. Yeah, I I, I agree with you 100. percent And um, we're gonna get you know on the Cavs now. I mean, I know a lot of people are pushing the panic button right now on the Cavs. And uh, my issue, I won't go that far with the panic button because it is game one of the playoffs. Like, damn, I'm not gonna get that crazy. But to me, the Cavs' problem is slow starts. And they have zero rim protection. And also, the team starts a LeBron watch from time to time. Standing around, watching LeBron dribble and not moving, not cutting, just standing there. And also, like I like I said before, with the zero rim protection, you mean to tell me that, Ty Lue, you couldn't get sloppy-ass Tristan in the game for more than two minutes? Your $8 yeah, million Tristan, dollar man? Hey, Tristan got more problems right now. So. <laughs> Yeah. He do, he he do. Boy, if he, hey, if, if, if he can't if he can't protect his uh his identity, he definitely can't protect that rim. <laughs> oh come on, but he can't give you more than two minutes. But you gonna bench the man for eighty mil? Yo, he come just on. had a baby. He just had a baby. I know he I going don't... through some things, boy. Tristan yeah, Kardashian is. is going through some <laughs> things, boy. Hey, I man. know. Hey, <laughs> hey, but like you just said, while they standing around, while Bron, you know, waiting on Bron to do something, you got to remember, like I just yeah. said, sometimes Bron wants to sit up there and wait around for somebody else to do something, but they're not there anymore, Just Yes. Yes. And also, on the lowest of keys, BTG, I got to ask you, who is the Cavs defensive stopper? Who's their perimeter defensive stopper on this team? I can't find one. Uh, no, I was just thinking. Uh, Who? No, nobody. Defensive nobody. stopper. Who's going to check the best perimeter play on the opposing team? No, nobody. But I will say, I will say, uh, Lance Jr. can help protect, help protect the rim. He yeah. can't protect on, the rim. On, he could help on the perimeter, though. You need yeah, that. No, you need they, that. They, that, they that, don't, that defender. They don't have it. They don't have anybody. That's terrible. And and you can't win like that. You can, you can't win a championship without a. Pr- Premier perimeter defensive threat, at least one on your right. team. LeBron can't play defense on a, uh, on opposing perimeter threats anymore. Main threats, right? So they got they got problems over there. So moving on to another spicy series: the Heat and the 76ers uh, going on right now, currently. But in Game One, the Sixers defeated the Heat one thirty to one to one hundred three. The Sixers took a one zero series lead. Philadelphia had a big second half, a bunch of three-pointers, and won 17 consecutive games in a row. Ben Simmons has 17-9 and 14 in his playoffs debut. They're playing right now as we're recording this, as I said before. And, Baylor, I don't know if you know the score right now, but Miami is up in the third quarter, 82-67. to End of the mm. Mm. So it's looking very spicy right now in Philly. Um, so observations from game one. My takeaway is, is that the process is clicking right now. 
And I gotta say, I'm very impressed, and I didn't believe in them before. And I'm surprised with them. I'm not a big Miami fan, but I feel like they should have been better against the 76ers team. I feel like the 76ers ran them out the gym, and they had no answer for Ben, Wa- oh, ben Wallace. Look at me. <laughs> ben Simmons. And um, you would think the Heat has the right wings like James Johnson and those boys to challenge Ben Simmons. But I think what I think will happen to the Heat, I think game one, I think the crowd got to him. I was, I was saying mm-hmm. before on the thread, I think I was saying Philly's crowd, I think it's top three in the league right now. It's kind of crazy this year. I don't know if they could keep up this level of play, but I like what I'm seeing right now. And I'm very impressed with the process. Not gonna lie. I think I think I think Philly might push the panic button if this game goes to uh goes to seven and they might just throw Embiid in there and they actually need him because mm. you you're not gonna have JJ Reddick drop twenty eight points every uh, game. Him and Bellinelli have fifty three points combined. You're not gonna get that every game. You're not you're not gonna get that. You need one of your starters to be putting up. Ben Simmons can't shoot. He can't. <laughs> he can't shoot. Now that doesn't take away from his talent because mm-hmm. if he's st- if he's still a- able to average seventeen and and and, and nine without shooting the three the, the three ball and everything is in the paint layups, that's not that's not bad. But we we'll need more out of that. Yes. Okay. Hundred uh, percent. But NB got to come back. He has to come back because that turns that that turns a competitive uh, matchup into let's get to the next round matchup. Yes. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, you had your takeaway? Ha- Hassan Whiteside. I'm not mm. here for it. <laughs> You're not I'm here, not here for, it. for it, bro. You he needs to dominate, you, man. You talked all that, bro, and you gave me two points and six rebounds. I'm not here oh. for it. Justin Winslow, I'm not here for it. Oh, and 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 Embiid, I heard, is coming back game three. In Miami. Oh, he's wearing. Is he wearing a mask? Yeah, wearing a mask. Game two, they say he's okay. still gonna sit him out, but I'm hearing game three because it's on the weekend. It's all the way Saturday. It's another week to recover, and he might come back that game. So that's gonna okay. be spicy. Okay. And I need yeah, some more from my nice. side. Yeah. And okay, so let's say for instance, right now the Heat win this game. If they if the series is tied one one, how spicy is that going into game three in Miami? Um, I think I, I let's just fast forward. If if Miami Miami wins this series, it's mm. gonna be an upset. Mm, I think a lot That's of people. Be, the general consensus is Phillies winning this series in six or seven, pretty much. I, I, okay, that's what I'm saying. They yeah. they fig, they figure with a healthy Embiid, and they can make it. They they figure they can go all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals with this with this roster. They do feel that way. So I mean, so so if they feel that way and they don't make it, and I, if they don't make it out of the first round, that's pretty much an upset. Even though this is their first year mm-hmm. back into the limelight, but mm-hmm. the the uh, the expectations is high. Very, very high, and that's the fans getting a little crazy, getting a little ahead of themselves right now. Right, because Miami right. can ball. Miami can ball. Yeah, they they can, and that roster that's an ugly roster. It bro. is, boy, very, very. I mean, my problem with Miami, I don't think they can score enough. That's my issue with them. It's a very ugly roster. They have a bunch of like weird parts on that roster. I don't, I still don't even know how they win, but they do. They got they got a lot of players that you throw in a deal like, and we'll throw this in there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> A whole lot of them playing hard, too, mind you. Playing hard. Playing hard. So moving on uh, to the other series in the East. The Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics. They had a wild game one. The Bucks forced overtime against the Celtics, only to lose the game in overtime. 113 to 107. Playoff Rozier came out <laughs> and almost won the game for them with 23 points and a casket for Eric Bledsoe after he got crossed. 
Tatum also had 19 and 10 in his rookie debut. So my takeaway from this game, I'm going to go on the Milwaukee side with this. I got issues with mm-hmm. Milwaukee, man. I, you know I'm a big fan of Milwaukee. I have them. I had them going to the conference finals. I still believe in them. But, man, they're, they're frustrating the hell out of me. And to me, Bledsoe needs to play like an all-star for Milwaukee to make some noise. That's, that's what you got a problem with. I got a problem. He had nine points and five turnovers and got killed by playoff Rozier. Putting the casket right. at the end of the game. That's not going to cut but, it. He's a key but, to but me. Ro, but Rozier is, a, <coughs> Rozier is a playground player. He is. So, so but he you still can't allow money. that. You, but he gave up. After he got crossed, step back, he gave up. He didn't even try to challenge the three at the end well, of the game. Soul, I'm not his, having His that. soul was gone. His, his soul, soul was, gone, was gone. And that's why he, he made the shot. And um, Giannis has been playing out of his mind, as he usually does. But he needs help. And Bledsoe has got to give me 20 to 25 with eight assists. In order yeah. for Milwaukee to make some noise, that's my issue. So, hey, what my takeaway is just basically the same thing as Milwaukee. It's outside of the Greek freak. Middleton did his thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody else got to step up because when you look at when you look at the Boston roster, these are these are good role players, like great role players yes. that, that anybody will use on on a playoff or a championship team. So they and they pull up balanced numbers 19, 24, 23, 20, and 21. Jesus Christ. Yes. Uh, and this is without no max players on the guy and the rookie. Mm-hmm. They they play great. They always play well well and they always play together. They always play great in Brad Stevens' system. They always do. Yeah, but when you only got when your third when your third leading scorer, Brogdon, Jason Terry had three points, one shot uh. attempt. Man, the Bucks, the Bucks are so frustrated. You know what's even more frustrating to me with the Bucks? First of all, I can't trust their head coach. That's number one. I don't even know who that dude is. I can't even trust this guy. <laughs> number two. You can't, you can't trust a dude that you don't know. Yeah, I, I can't, can't trust him. Who is who's this guy? And number two, less, less Tony Snell. Give me a break. Why is yeah. Tony Snell playing so much? He stinks. Yeah, yeah. At least, at least uh, if he gonna play that much, at least if he gonna play that much, he gotta give me something. He gotta give me something. something. You, you're playing Tony Snell. I, I love to call him Nightcrawler because that's what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tony, that's accurate. That's, that's very accurate. accurate. Tony Snell, aka the Nightcrawler. Why is he playing more minutes than Jabari Parker? Jabari Parker should be playing a lot more, giving me something. He's got to give me 15, Jabari. I, uh, I, he's got to give me something. The, the, the Bucks frustrate the hell out of me. They st- mm. I still got them to win this series, and I feel like they should win this series. But right. I feel like they're going to disappoint me in some way, shape, or form. But they should like be, I be said, a lot better. It, yeah, it's more about the Bucks than anything. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, moving on to the last series in the Western Conference. Oh Lord, the Raptors, the ter- the baby dinosaurs, the little Dinos, the, the, the Barney, the Barneys, <laughs> the Toronto Raptors versus the Washington Wizards. John Wall, Bradley Beal came into the, uh, what is it, the Air Canada Center with Drake in attendance, being hyped for no reason, as usual. As usual. As usual. And they outscored playoff Lowry and playoff DeRozan (laughs) easily. But Toronto's supporting cast came through to save them, and they took game one, 114 to 106. They struggled to take game one, mind you. And uh, congrats to them for winning their first game one in at home in franchise history. Congrats. Good Lord to the baby dinosaurs. And to me, Baylor, we, we, we already spoke about this before off uh, off air. This is the bum fight. 
a bum fight. Yeah, I was, I was about to tell you, like, bro, I honestly, I don't care. It's a bum fight. I, I, I wish, I wish we could replace those two teams with Milwaukee uh, and probably go pick. Let's go to college and, and, and throw a few teams in there. Jesus, come on, man! I have no faith in any of these and, two and teams. This goes back to the East versus the West, bro. I'd rather not see those three teams in the playoffs anymore. I Give agree. somebody else a chance. Seriously, I I really put have Detroit, a tough time. Put Detroit in there. Oh, I would love to cool. see Detroit. I, I, I would yeah, rather put see Detroit Blake. in there. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I'm sorry to be disrespectful, so but damn, John Wall, you know, had a pretty good game: 23 and 15, four steals. Um, but they and they definitely could have won this game. Lowry and DeRozan were typical playoff no shows. 11 points from Lowry, from Chubbs, 17 from DeRozan. That's not going to get it done in the playoffs. You, you know you know what Washington, Toronto, and Milwaukee is to me? What's that? The Walking Dead. I'm over <laughs> it, bro. I'm over that, man. Oh. I'm over it. Washington to me is fool's gold. I mean, I mean, a lot of people picking them to upset the Raptors and go to the, is that the an second upset, round. Though? And seriously... That- that's that's what I'm saying. That's why I think it's a bum fight because I think either either team can win the series. Yeah, I mean they can. To me, this the series. I, I don't put that much stock in Toronto. I know they're the one seed, but that's a very weak one seed to me. I'm sorry. This that's is, probably the weakest one seed in NBA history. Bro. Gotta be uh, weaker than last year's Boston Celtics one seed when they almost lost to playoff Rondo and the Bulls. Yeah, but look. I don't, I don't, I don't want, I don't want Toronto to be in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I don't want to watch either team. You used to be wanted, high on the I Wizards. Wanted, yeah, yeah, because they, I love their backcourt, but them niggas is like you said. Yeah, that's fake jewelry right there. Yeah, that's fools go. I would rather see actually see uh, the Wizards versus the Pistons. I feel like that would be a better series. Yeah, much better. Yes, I, w- I want to see. I want to see Blake. Um, I think I think Detroit might pull that off. Yeah, I think they definitely could. So, watch, uh, man, the baby dinosaurs. I don't even want to spend too much time on that. We're, we're gonna move on because there's who nothing knows? to talk about. There's nothing to talk about at all, at all. So, man, like I said, these playoffs are definitely spicy. Game two, as we're recording this tonight, also is Golden State versus San Antonio. Game two, who you got in that game? I think that's Golden. a high that's a high key bum fight, but I think Golden State <laughs> might win that one too. I agree, I agree. I think that Golden State is going to be up two zero, so uh, I think they're going to win that series in five. I, I mean, really, it might be a sweep, but I, I'll say five a gentleman sweep. I hope they don't stretch that series because I, 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 I honestly, I don't even want to watch that. I don't, I don't either. That's definitely a, that's a high. I don't know if it's high key bum fight. That's a that's a bum fight too. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. So, like I said, the playoffs are going to be spicy, and um, it's going to get interesting. It's going to get interesting. So, of course, as we do every week, the crossover segment. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We talking about I kept practice. the crossover segment light this week because I knew we had a lot of playoff series to go to. So, I kept it to one for BTG. And for my new listeners, for those who don't know, I'll be throwing out player comparisons from different eras. My guest acts as a GM and tells tells me who he would take out of the two in their primes if he was building the team. But I got a good one, BTG. Mm-hmm. So would you are you taking a prime T Mac, Tracy McGrady, or a prime Greek freak, Anis Atitakumpo? Mm-hmm. Mm, think about it. Let me give you the correct yeah. stats. Huh? 
No, no, no. Go ahead. Give me the stats. <laughs> T-Mac, career stats, 19 points per game, five rebounds, four assists, one block, one steal, 43% from the floor, seven-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA first team, two-time scoring champ, one-time most improved. Giannis, career stats, 17 points per game, seven rebounds, three assists, one block, one steal, 53% from the floor, two-time All-Star, also one-time most improved. BTG, starting a franchise or building team, either one, you'd rather take Prime T-Mac or you taking Giannis? With knowing the history, it's not fair. It's not fair because Well, just say T-Mac Prime. Was... Take the injury history out then. Just say Prime oh, T-Mac, okay. Prime okay. Giannis. Both of them are on the table to draft in their primes. Who are you taking? Jesus, I got to go with T-Mac, man. Ooh, That's, T-Mac? Hey, I got to go with T-Mac. Tell me T-Mac why. Because at, at, one, at one point in mm. the city, man, Cash was really like T-Mac versus Kobe. It, it was it, it was a small little it was a small little window. It was an argument, though. Yeah, before a minute, T-Mac had, had that. I'm talking about, man, he had battles. He had battles against Ray Allen. Mm-hmm. When he was in and when he was in Orlando, okay. uh in Houston, we know what he didn't he score like 11 or 12 points. 13 in like, in like 35 seconds or something like that? Yeah, like, come on. He had his moment. In the playoffs. He even, he even shined He even shined next to his cousin in Toronto. You know what yes. I mean? So, and, and, he came, and he came out of high school. So that shows his talent right there. Mm. Not with, gonna... with, the, yeah. with the Greek freak, still young, and he's not doing what Tracy could do in the playoffs. Mm, but what? Oh, it, oh! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Now, what did Tracy really do in the playoffs? He's never been out the first round either. Remember, he had those Magic teams. He didn't do too that, well. That that's true. But those, those Eastern mm, teams was a little bit. No, but those Eastern teams was a little bit stronger. Were they? I mean, I mean, he did have a terrible team. He had a Pat Garrity, Daryl Armstrong, Grant Hill, No Show Grant Hill. Who else he had on that team? He had a bunch of bums hey. on that squad. Hey, but just I just forgot who I just forgot who Boston was playing in the playoffs right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. Even though I know they playing Boston, it's like uh, who you mean the Bucks? Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm talking yeah. about the Bucks. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm saying like like the the competition. Greek is putting up some great numbers. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but it's like uh, I don't know, man. I I feel like his leadership might be a little bit more better than Greeks too. Mm, okay, listen, BTG, I'm not going to hold you. I agree with you. I'm going T-Mac as well. I th- I mean, but to me, I think it was a lot closer than you. Because you know I do like Yannick. I'm a major fan of the Greek Freak. Oh, we definitely want him in L.A. Yeah. Oh, man, he's a phenomenal man. Listen, I'm such a big fan of Greek Freak, generational talent. I think he needs some shooters around him. That's all he needs, and he can go. He doesn't have the right pieces around him, and he doesn't have the right coach around him right now with this new cat. But... But all that being said, because of the aspect of T-Mac's jump shot, I got to give it to T-Mac. Until Giannis gets a jump shot, I got to go with Prime T-Mac. Prime T-Mac that's, was, a, that's right. was a monster. He can literally kill you from anywhere, hit the three. He can take you off the dribble. He can post you up, too. And he also did play some defense. He was long, just like Giannis is. I mean, Giannis, just like Giannis is. He's definitely a long guy, too, as well. And it's tough when you bring the injury history factor into it, it makes you lean a little bit more to Giannis. But like I said, prime T-Mac, which is what? Orlando T-Mac, would you say? 
Uh, gotta be, gotta, gotta be, be a Lando teammate, some, right? For some, for some of his great highlights was in Toronto. Shout out to the Bulls mm-hmm. because I think that's where I think that's where he got his best dunk of all time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. Um, and, and yeah, I, I gotta go T Mac though. I gotta yeah, go T Mac. I agree, but I think it's a lot tougher than people may think, man. I, you can't go wrong either one. No, because I actually, I mean, no, it'd be it'd be a it'd be like a, a deadline decision. Yes. Really, because you know, a degree freak at that with that skill set, that Crazy. tall, Jesus Crazy. Christ, man. Crazy. That's scary. Ridiculous. It's very scary. Very scary. Um, yeah, so before we get on out of here, BTG, I wanted to give you a shout out also. I heard uh you made your coaching debut this past weekend. Uh yeah, man. See, so we Yeah, man. Um the other coach had to go up he had to go up north to Oakland to a tournament uh, with his son. So I had to take on the um I had to take on the squad by myself, man. Mm. And it was uh it was fun. It was fun. It was frustrating. That's why I give a lot of props to Pop because mm. he got a coach cast with salaries and, and endorsements and things like that. He does. I'm coaching little kid I'm coaching little <laughs> kids and I just gotta keep their attention span and gotta give them motivation. That's so, true. That's true. Yeah, do they man. do they listen good? They listen. They they li- they listen, but everybody, you know, I got different players with different skill sets. Mm. We're undersized, but you know, we good. We just won a championship uh, this weekend. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Shout out, Coach BTG. Shout out, man. Uh, shout out to you, brother, for doing that, man. That's a that's a great thing. And, Appreciate uh, it. No doubt. And um, yo, thanks for joining me, my brother, on episode 53, my G. Oh, man, you know I got to go grab that $4,000 a month apartment in New York and come <laughs> chill with your boy, man. Yes, you, know you do. Talking talking some real-life basketball. Not flag football, <laughs> but basketball. So oh, wait, don't the other shots fired. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. And, um, yeah, and, of course, you know you're going to be back on again, uh, of course, all throughout this playoff run. And that's still going to happen. You and job on the episode. That's going to be interesting as well. Oh yeah, I'm gonna stop by and give me some Popeyes before we do that. The two piece, you can't order just one, like you said. You gotta order two. Yeah, come on now. Of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, family, that's above the rim, episode fifty three, and we out. This is what flow from Progressive sounds like in one of our many hilarious commercials. Hi, did you know that you can get a quote on your motorcycle insurance in under three minutes at Progressive.com? And did you know that saying hi makes even bad news sound good? Hi, you have high cholesterol. Hi, you're fine. And this is what that same commercial sounds like on your motorcycle. Hi, there's no more even our commercials sound better on a bike. And with basic policy starting at $75 a year, Progressive helps keep you on yours. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states.